Welcome to the Peak Flow TV show, where we explore team human and how we play with purpose. I'm Dr. Rob Williams in our Mad River Valley, Vermont TV studio. Our special guest today, zooming in from California, Lindsay Trubia. Good morning, Lindsay. Good morning, Rob. So great to see you. Welcome to Peak Flow. <laughs> Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I see the waves are breaking. Yes, always <laughs> in my life. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yes. Well, um, let's jump right in. Uh, maybe let's begin with having you kind of nutshell kind of you in a, in a, in a few sentences. Uh, who are you and what are you up to? Yeah, sure. Thanks. So my name is Lindsay Trubia. I am a former Division I soccer player, avid athlete, avid explorer, and recently diving into creating Peak Flow, which is a super passion project of my life. I'm definitely one that wants to be a part of something bigger than myself and giving back to humans. I think right now in the space that we're in, there's a call to helping the human species in calming anxiety, coming back to center, all through the organic means of breath. And it looks like too, that you might be interested in surfing. Um, Yes, very much so. That's actually how my journey started. I was surfing in Hawaii and I had a two-wave hold down on the North Shore. And, and, for, amidst, and for listeners, amidst, viewers who, who don't know what that is, a two, a two, you called it a two-wave hold down. Yes. What, what is so, that? Yeah, thanks. Great question. So surfing on Hawaii, especially in the North Shore, the waves can get very, very big. And I caught one wave thought I had the ride of my life. The wave closed out a little faster than I thought, brought me down to the bottom of the ocean floor. And as I was coming back to surface, all of a sudden I was brought back down by another wave before I could even take a breath. So my breath hold was the longest hold that I've ever had. I actually was down at the bottom of the ocean floor not knowing which way was up or down. And in that moment, thinking of my mom, my father, my brothers and almost being ready to surrender to just letting life take me where it was meant to. And in that moment of surrendering, the ocean somehow brought me back up to the surface. And in that moment, I gasped for air, looked around, almost panicked and got back on my board, paddled back to the beach and sat on the beach for about two or three hours until the sun went down, having a mixture of emotions, tears, being almost traumatized by a sport that I love so dearly for those of you who surf and maybe there's others who, who don't that can relate to being in this present stillness of an activity that you love so much where nothing else matters. And for me, the ocean has been the biggest spiritual teacher and it's also led me to my why. My why being peak flow breathwork ecosystem, diving into breathwork because it was the only way that I found myself comfortably getting back into the ocean where I could do what I loved. So that's, that's a two wave hold down. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. What, thanks yes. for sharing that story. That, that's uh, incredibly intense. Um, before we get into peak flow, uh, the, the, the breathwork ecosystem, when did you first discover the power of breath? I mean, you just shared an incredibly powerful story about you know, what happens when you almost literally have your breath taken away from you. But can you take us back to that moment in your own life when like you suddenly were aware of the power of breath? Yeah, thanks for asking that. Um, so it goes back to sitting on the beach when I was sitting there traumatized and 
I was like, how can I get back in the water? How can I get back to doing something that I loved? And I started Googling, researching, going online, like I think most people do, how to hold my breath longer. And I would try these practices online. And long story short, I ended up taking a free diving class in a big wave surfing class. So what that entailed was a lot of breath holding, a lot of becoming familiar with biomechanically, the biochemistry of the body with breath work, how we work, how our anatomy works, how our physiology works. And as I was doing, just even in the first class, doing these simple patterns of breathing, the goal was to increase our tolerance to CO2, which I can dive into a little bit later, (laughs) is as I was feeling these moments of stillness and silence as I was breathing, time would suddenly go away. I was in these breath holds, almost of complete stillness and serenity where almost similar to riding the wave where nothing else mattered. And I found myself having these releases of emotions come up, emotions and subconscious memories, even from childhood that I found when I was allowing myself to have emotions and to cry, because that's something that we never did growing up as a family. Mm -hmm. I felt lighter as I came out. And the thing that really wowed me was, it wasn't just me, it was everyone in the room. So as I continued to dive a little deeper into the free diving realm, starting to hold the breath in the water, you have more external triggers or things out of your control. So you can get a little bit more tense and have a little bit more of maybe anxiety, if you will, holding the breath underwater. But as I learned and started to take control of these external environments, I became more comfortable regardless of of where I was holding the breath. So it was my intention of doing that type of training to hold the breath longer to ride waves became much more profound and moving for me in many, many ways. Am I remembering correctly, Lindsay, that you grew up in New England? Yes. So, so breathwork has allowed you to shake off the, 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 the New England stodginess that uh, I also grew up in. <laughs> when I go home and visit New England, I do a lot of breathwork. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Maybe even more than usual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here yeah. in Vermont, I think, uh, you know, we could all benefit, us Vermonters, we could all benefit from a little more breathwork. Well, so let's talk about peak flow um, breathwork ecosystem. And, and maybe let's do that in two parts. Let, let's start with peak flow. Like, what does that mean? Peak flow. So it goes back to the wave of the surfing. From my experience of what is peak flow to me is when I'm on a wave, again, still present in the moment, nothing else matters. And I'm just totally evolved and just incorporating the energy of the earth, the water, mm-hmm. the fire, whatever that is. And that's that's my experience of peak flow. And in order to get there, I've been able to use breath work to get to peak flow almost every single time. Mm-hmm. So in creating peak flow, the vision is to create an ecosystem where we have a system that serves all humans. And we'll get into this a little bit more, but having a different pillar for different demographics, whether you have certain chronic illnesses, whether you're an athlete, whether you're just simply trying to dive deeper into your why, maybe your purpose. So mm-hmm. that's, that's peak flow. Yeah, and I've always been fascinated with the word flow. Um, ever since I read uh, Mihai Chixin Mihai's groundbreaking book called Flow, I, I sort of think of flow as kind of the eternal present moment that um, mm-hmm. 
I, I think what you're describing, you know, surfing or breath work can kind of transport us, transport us to. And uh, yeah, yeah, so that that's helpful. Um, yeah, so let's talk about breath the the breath work ecosystem. I, I mean, y you impress me because you're somebody, you're, you're a human who has really kind of pursued multiple parallel paths um, in that realm. Yeah, so um, can you repeat the question? I didn't. I didn't yeah, understand. well, no, I'm, I'm, I guess the question would be, um, uh, so thinking about the breathwork ecosystem, w mm -hmm. paint us a picture, like what does that look like? And, and maybe we can talk about specific protocols that you've been, you've been not only practicing yourself, but also teaching. Yeah, so great question. So in the ecosystem, as I mentioned just briefly earlier, having a modality or a pillar that works for any type of human species demographic, right? So even from children to adults who have, or who are healthy and just looking to optimize their health to those with severe anxiety, COPD, um, insomnia, et cetera. And those would fall under what we call the Buteco method, which would be the first pillar. Buteco method was um, created and evolved by Dr. Constantine Buteco back in 1952. It was, became a, a relevant practice in Australia originally. And then in the 90s started to make its way across the globe and very thankful to be one of many, I think 500 practitioners across the globe. And it's, it's powerful. We're making great strides in, in the work that we're doing. So essentially what the Buteco method is, is you're breaking down the foundation, foundations of breathing, slowing down the way we breathe and optimizing the biomechanical, the biochemistry, and understanding from a, a foundation standpoint how important it is to breathe through the nose at all times rather than the mouth. The second pillar would be um, what we call oxygen advantage. Patrick McCohen is the founder of Oxygen Advantage. You may have, have heard of him before. He also is the founder of the Buteco Clinic that we mentioned on the first pillar. But with Oxygen Advantage, definitely fine-tuning more towards the athletes. So anyone who's looking to optimize any type of sport, whether it's simply jogging or it could be all the way to Olympians. I've worked with um, Katie Walker, an Olympic track runner for Team USA and doing the program, a six-week program, super profound in terms of building CO2 tolerance, which delays the onset of lactic acid, allows you to delay breathlessness much longer to the point where we're having water in our mouths and I'm running around the track with her. And I say, okay, when you come back around the track, open your mouth and make sure you have the same amount of water in your mouth. And at first it was hard, but as time went on, it got easier and her onset of breathlessness is almost cut in half and her times are, are much, much better. So that's, so. that's part of uh, oxygen advantage. Yes, absolutely. Wow, that's fantastic. So, so, and we'll put all of the names of these different protocols in the show notes, but so the Buteco method, oxygen advantage. Um, yes, and Patrick McKeon, God, he's, uh, yeah, I, I read his book a few years ago and really was mind expanding um, and uh, fantastic. So, um, so, the, so, Within the ecosystem, we have those two different types of breath protocols for, as you said, two different kinds of humans, demographically mm -hmm. speaking. Buteco, um, more for kind of the, the, the general humanist, if you will, and um, oxygen advantage for uh, athletes. 
that, is that fair? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then, of Continue, course, we yeah. have the, the Wim Hof of the world. For those of you who may have seen Goop Lab, it's, it's well on Goop, um, also getting more well-known throughout the globe as well, having over, I think, 600 practitioners, Robin and myself, both being a, a Wim Hof instructor. It's, it's a powerful breath work. I call it, in my experience, more of the euphoric, uh, euphoric breath work, leaving the body, having all of the feels maybe tingling in the hands if I have an intention or something that emotionally or physically I'm trying to work through. I have that intention and I breathe and get really familiar with my body. And nine times out of 10, I always leave feeling lighter, more present, reaching that peak flow route that we talked about. And I think it's important to, to note with the Wim Hof practice, it's usually an hour to maybe two hours of breathing cold and mindset. But with the other pillars, it's more of a lifestyle integration breathing. So with Wim Hof, you have just a short term, I call it almost like the candy, you want some of it, but not too much of it. And then you have the oxygen advantage and the butecos of the world that are your salads, your healthier meals, where you're really having a lifestyle integration. So that's a real key component of the different modalities. Oh, that's a, that's a really good explanation. Um, thank you for that. I, I, I've been kind of struggling in my own mind to make sense of those mm -hmm. kind of parallel tracks. Yeah, what's curious about Buteco uh, and Oxygen Advantage for me, and I'm, you're, you're way ahead of me on these, but um, is, is how you can really, yeah, you can dial them in at any moment of any day uh, and just sort of be more attentive, be more thoughtful yeah. to your breathing and actually take corrective action um, in the moment to kind of recalibrate your breathing and thus kind of, you know, optimize your, your, that, that moment and ideally, you know, the moments that are ahead of you. Um, but yeah, Wim Hof is, is, is much more uh, sort of a, a daily uh, hormetic series mm -hmm. of protocols, right? We're, we're kind of stressing, we're using breathing and cold water, gradual cold water immersion to, to uh, kind of induce positive stress um, and build resilience over time, titrating the dose, as the great yes. hormetic scientist uh, Edward <laughs> Calabrese likes to say, the toxicological rock star, titrating, <laughs> titrating that daily dose. So, so you've got Buteco, you've got Oxygen yes. Advantage, you've got the Wim Hof method. You're, you're, you're doing all three of these. Yes, currently I am, and I. That was part of my thing. When I go hard and into a passion, I go 150 percent. So zooming back to 2013 under my wave hold doing the Wim Hof training, doing the oxygen advantage training, doing the Buteco method training. I was so passionate about it and just learning each method just brought such a different insight, such a different style, such a different way of being, such a different feeling inside my body. And, you know, being a practitioner of all of these methods, it really helps me understand my patients and my clients better because you know, for example, someone shined up for oxygen advantage with me and he's like, well, I'm not really an athlete and I'm more focused on my anxiety and my asthma. So mm -hmm. we've shifted into almost like a mesh of Buteco oxygen advantage and also the LT method, which I'll talk to in a minute, but how beautiful to blend an ecosystem of all of these modalities together. Yes, and that seems to be the great sort of benefit of your approach here, Lindsay, is this, the, the notion of the ecosystem allows each of us as members of Team Human, who are each unique and different, 
uh, to kind of dial in the, the, the best combination of protocols to, to maximize uh, peak flow. Right. Yeah, and it's very a, powerful. A patient or student standpoint, imagine seeing all these different modalities and you're trying to dabble and pick which one is best for you mm. with different practitioners. Imagine having one platform where you go into peak flow, for example, and you have all of these practitioners that are within the ecosystem that are cross-trained and we get to know your goals better, listen to you, and we get to, to play with all of them. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so you mentioned the LT method. I, I, I did happen to notice that your initials are, in fact, LT. Is that a coincidence? Uh, yes. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. Again, traveling on top of the breath work studies that I've been doing over the past five, seven years or so, I've also completed my yoga certification training in Hawaii. I went to India last February, which was a life changing experience in so many ways. I did not want to come home. Um, when you travel in India, it's incredible. Every single person, every single human that you pass, it's like they're staring into your soul and this most beautiful, profound human experience. Mm -hmm. um, I also did a, a silent retreat while I was there, learned Sardarshan Kriya, which if you have read James Nestor's book, he talks about that in the beginning of, of the book, calling it his most profound experience of about 40 to 50 minutes of breath work, sweating, coming out, feeling a lot lighter, also being one of the hardest challenging breath works there are. I did that same very practice with the creator and the guru of the art of living. Mm. And this in is that moment. Sorry, just to jump in. And this is James Nestor's uh, newest book. Yes. Breathe. Breathe. The yeah. Last Art of Breathing. Very, yes. very important book. Yeah. Yes. I, I know you, you and I. Already. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> and you and I, are, you and I are fans of James Nestor's work, including his book about free diving deep. Um, yes. Which is also, I think, a must read for anyone interested in this. But so, yeah, and maybe we can come back. I, I'm, I'm curious to talk to hear more about India from you. But but let's let's bring it back to the LT method, because um, what you're up to, I think, if I understand it correctly, is pretty, pretty powerful. Yeah. And having that experience in India really started to craft my LT method. Mm. So again, yoga teacher training, being Reiki certified, for those of you who don't know, Reiki is a ancient Japanese healing technique where we have, we have more, but the main energy centers inside the body, there are seven starting at the base of the spine, the root of the spine, all the way up to the crown on top of the head. And when you have these different energy centers, the throat being one, for example, in ancient Japanese traditions, if you don't have enough energy throwing through the throat, you happen to be not speaking your voice. So you tend to be more quiet. If you have too much energy, you have your over talkers, right? Just talking to appease or not being comfortable with silence. So, and that goes the heart all the way to the stomach, all the way to the root. So there's every chakra has a different theme, right? And right in a different modality to it. But also understanding as you're doing this type of breath work and understanding those Reiki centers, breathing into those spaces, knowing what center cultivates what type of ways of being, different patterns within your life or in your, your subconscious. It's really powerful in my experience to breathe and have those energy centers being a main visualization, a main pillar of the breath work. 
Um, so we have the yoga, so there's body movement to warming up the body in the LT method. As we breathe, we're breathing a mixture of Wim Hof techniques and also oxygen advantage. And then also, like I mentioned, visualization um, and having intentions when you're breathing, whether there's a relationship you want to cultivate or if there's a self-purpose that you want to dive deeper into, whatever it is that you are calling into your life or want to be called into your life, we, we absolutely set that stage and support you in it. Wow. So, so the LT method then is some kind of alchemical mixture of mm -hmm. all of these breathing protocols. Yes, and it's fluid because I love being a student. So if I learn something else and I practice something else that is really profound, I mm. absolutely add it. Mm. So in short, I would say and I have taken all of the most profound, like, aha, like that was a powerful experience I just had and crafted them all into the LT method. And, the, and we get peak, the, the peak flow breathwork ecosystem. Yes. Which includes, let's review, Reiki, yogic elements mm -hmm. and then Wim Hof Buteko. Yeah. Wow. So as a practitioner mm -hmm. and a, and a, and a teacher of all of these methods, Lindsay, it seems overwhelming to me. How, how do you, how do you sort of guide fellow humans on this kind of journey? Can you talk a bit about your, your practice with other, other folks? Yeah, great question. It's it's interesting because a lot of people ask me that. And honestly, where where my intuition and where my heart guides me in answering is just meeting my clients and their patients where they're at, really understanding what it is that they want to accomplish, what their goals are. And like I mentioned before, a lot of times you may have my prior my last client comes to me wanting this program, because I read this book, but when we really sit down and understand mm. it's a, it's a mixture of different ones. It's, it's maybe completely an entirely different program, but having that information ingrained, I feel like in my brain and in my body, because I'm so passionate about it, I'm able to only, I can be intentional and then also tap into my intuition with them and ask, this is what I'm feeling for you. And this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? And they're most times they're like, that's, that's spot on. Yeah. So it's a mixture of intuition and also having the knowledge base behind all of, all of those programs. But at the end of the day, and Dr. Huberman talks about this, you can create your own method and oxygen advantage, Wim Hof, we take our all methods created by and crafted by either these practitioners or like Wim Hof, he's just this amazing man who found a method that worked for him to break through the loss of his wife who committed suicide with four kids. And in the LT method and helping all of these people in this different ecosystem, it's, it's what method works best for them. And that's what I'm trying to cultivate and create with Peak Flow. That's, that's incredibly powerful. Do you ever have fellow humans who kind of start off with a, like one mixture of, 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 of protocols and then kind of evolve to you know, different other mixtures over time? Have you been able to witness that? Yes. So especially those with a history of panic attacks or high anxiety, mm -hmm. you want to avoid having them in longer breath holds because a lot of the symptoms that come when you're holding your breath for quite a long time, for example, tingling in the hands, 
lightheadedness that actually reflects a prerequisite to a panic attack. Hmm. So with panic attack patients or people with a history of panic attacks, I like to start them on the Buteco method because that is a less aggressive style of breath work. Hmm. And as you slowly start to build a CO2 tolerance, you see their, their thresholds start to increase. Then we say, okay, let's do some movement, maybe some jogging, and then maybe some Wim Hof. The Wim Hofs of the world, those tingling, the panic disorders, that's a really you know common symptom. So I wanna be sure that we're in a safe space and they feel comfortable before going into that type of practice. So yeah, if especially those with panic disorders or even kids with asthma, um, that definitely starting with the Buteco is more of like, not the 101, but the safe foundational ways of breathing. And then you build it up to oxygen advantage when you get moving. And then also a mixture of Wim Hof when they get really comfortable. Wow, wow. So in doing my research for, um, for, this, uh, for this episode of uh, the Peak Flow TV show, I, I noticed that you have a couple of websites. Can you just mention those here? Yeah, so the first website is lindsaytrubia.com. It's just my first and last name. And on that platform, what my goal and intention is, so of course, let you know more about myself. Uh, the LT method is the forefront of that platform, but I also include the other pillars of the mm -hmm. ecosystem in the offerings. So mm -hmm. like we talked about, Peak Flow Athletics is for anyone, any, any human that's looking to optimize their sport performance to collegiate athletes, to Olympians, um, that's on there. Also Peak Flow RX, which is a pun for the Buteco method. The, a lot of the history with Buteco method is there's a lot of patients who, and I'm not a doctor, but a lot of patients who have been practicing breath work, breathing properly, and as their CO2 tolerance increases, they've been able to get off a lot of their medications. Mm -hmm. So that's, that can be very powerful. Yeah, and, and I've seen images of you working with our, our fellow humans uh, on the beach. Mm -hmm. um, and it looks like everyone's having a pretty powerful experience. Can, can you just talk a bit about that, that, that kind of approach? Um, it helps, yeah. I guess, to live in Southern California. Yes, it's, it still gets pretty cold. Like I have a sweater on, it's only 60 degrees. Um, yeah, so the LT method is where we do, well, we do the LT method breathwork on the beach. So in that fashion, we had up to 50 to 60 students on one of our biggest classes and people come from the community. I love giving back to the community. So those classes are actually free. We have postponed them ironically because it is a little cold in California. <laughs> Um, but what the setup looks like there is we, Jay Han, she's one of my great collaboration friends. She's a sound healer. So we integrate sound bowls, having a sound frequency into the breathwork as we're doing the LT method. And it's about 45 to 50 minutes, again, offering every individual to set an intention of what it is they want to cultivate in that practice, getting super in tune with their anatomy, massaging their diaphragm, and then doing similar to a, a Wim Hof hyperventilation, hyperventilation and then holding, and then doing that from around four, three to four rounds. Um, and then just simply allowing a space for folks to meditate after the practice and people feel called to share their experience. And when it's a sharing, it's, it's a powerful thing and holding space for people. Yeah, and, and, and reading some of um the testimonials from fellow humans on, on your website. I was really struck by that. Clear, clearly, 
clearly this approach is having a, a desirable effects. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, could you say a bit more about your trip to India? I was struck by what you were saying earlier about uh, Indians, subcontinent Indians seeing into one mm -hmm. soul. Um, can you describe your experience? Yeah. So, wow. How to describe my experience. <laughs> Is it possible? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's interesting. Their, their culture, even as children, they have the academics of school and then they have the mindfulness school. So every single human being in India has a meditation practice, a mindfulness practice, along with training essentially the left and the right brain mm. and also the academics portion. Mm -hmm. And after hearing that, it all made so much sense to me because like I mentioned, every human, every child, all the way to older, like looked into your eyes in this way of like, I see you and I understand you. And I felt super comfortable meeting people and just how simple life was there. Mm. You know, the other day I was complaining about not having a dishwasher when I lived in Hawaii and like I go to India and they're all just so happy with the little things. I mean, we're talking, having like almost a roof over your head, no insulation, mm -hmm. like walking barefoot dirt. It was actually really profound. One lady that I met, she was working at a store and she invited me over to her house to cook with her and her family. Wow. And we cooked in it. The apartment was small. It was just one room and they all slept in the same room. The kitchen was pretty small. We were all packed in there and she was writing down the recipes as we're cooking. And we sat down all, no phones, no electronics. We all sat down. I know, crazy. We all sat down on the ground and even the children were talking to me. And it was this amazing human experience where it's, it was so lovely and simple. Yeah, it's like it's like this eternal namaste moment. Literally, sort of the spirit in me acknowledges the spirit in you, and we can be fully present mm -hmm. for each other. I mean, sounds very similar to experiences I've had trekking in the in the high mountains of the Himalayas, and um, you just kind of strip everything away. Yeah. And uh, you're yeah. just you're just in the presence of not only fellow humans, but also other creatures, as you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fond of yaks and I find them <laughs> to be very present creatures. Um, and I've learned a lot from them, but that, that's very, very powerful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you recently completed your Wim Hof method instructorship training. Can, can you talk a bit about that? Yes, a lot. Uh, it was about a year and a half process and a lot of studying. So we had an advanced workshop in LA where I met you, Rob, and a bunch of other great fellow humans. And that was about two days of intensive studying, guiding, feedback. Fast forward, you have about a year with COVID, a year and a half to study the material, dive in, practice teaching. And then the master's module, which happened just about a month ago now in Colorado, there was about 20 of us. I happened to be the only gal at the, the master's training, which was beautiful because I grew up with two brothers so I felt completely at home brave woman and, brave woman <laughs> and in that experience again a lot of breathing which is great as a practitioner right because as practitioners how often do we get to breathe with other mm. practitioners mm. and one could argue when you're a practitioner maybe you breathe a little deeper maybe you have a different energy than than the students that are breathing so my experience of breathing every morning with all of these gentlemen was so profound. 
And as I was doing that, I was like, oh, this is, this is powerful. I'm going to hold that thought for later, breathing with practitioners. And then on top of that, a lot of, again, studying, diving deep in, deeper into the material of the Wim Hof method so we can authentically carry the Wim Hof culture, carry the Wim Hof story, carry the Wim Hof science. And a lot of presenting, getting feedback from our level three instructors, level two instructors. But I think almost more importantly than like the test taking and like the science, it was more for me, uh, another human bonding experience with others and with myself. I share a brief story of, you know, you get there and they say, what's your story, Lindsay? What's your story with the cold? Because for those of you who don't know, Wim Hof mindset, cold and breathing. And I had a story for everyone minus the cold because I was a D1 athlete. So I spent a lot of time in ice baths. <laughs> you go, you practice, you get in the ice and then hot. So anyways, I got asked that question. I was like, I don't really have a breakthrough yet in the ice, but I love it. And then fast forward, part of the master's training is really to push your limits in each modality of the Wim Hof method. So you can authentically teach and guide students. And one day it's snowing, it's wind about negative one degrees outside. Our leaders say, okay, we're going to go just follow us, get in the car, bring your bathing suits. We're not going to tell you anything. And I knew what was going on. So immediately my mind is, is going from fear to you got this, you know, doing what I call the pivot. <laughs> and I was using my breath to try to go to that space of stillness and ease. We get to a lake. And we gently take off our clothes into our swim trunks and to my bikini. And people start to pull over, get out their video cameras, do it. And I'm, again, in my mind, it's okay. Stress, fight or flight, rest and digest, pivot. And anytime I caught myself going to that stressful state, I consciously did the, the Ujjayi breath, which is just a deep sound of the, the breathing in yoga. We call it Ujjayi. Um, but in and out through the nose and gently bringing myself back to center. So we're starting warming up. Whoo, ha, having an intention, cultivating, visualizing, going in. We go in to about 28 degree water. The water was moving, so it was not fully frozen. And we sat in there for just about eight minutes, all huddled together, holding each other breathing, looking at each other in the eyes, humming to cultivate any sort of heat that we could. And it was this, again, this sh immense shivering about to have my water breakthrough. And I remember looking at you, Rob, one time and just having this almost like that India feel like, I see you, I feel you, I love you, and we've got this. And getting out slowly, shivering, couldn't even put my clothes on. I suddenly became a witness of my body and letting the, the talk, the chatter of, oh my gosh, quiet down. And as we were doing the who ha to warm up, when we were done, we had to drive back to our cabin. Rob was driving. I don't know how you were driving. I don't know either. <laughs> all that Iwaji breath, yeah. breaths, yeah. All, all those ocean breaths, I think. Yes, yes. And <laughs> so it's me in the back seat with two other gentlemen and in the state of just surrendering, right? Mm, that comes right. up a lot. My body was just not even shivering, almost like convulsing in a way. Mm. And as I started to witness that, it was it was so interesting knowing that my autonomic nervous system, automatic nervous system was 
telling my body to just have these almost jolts, if you will. And all three of us are doing the same thing. Fast forward, coming to the shower and I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a hot shower because I feel like I can do it. Leading to my breakthrough, hot, hot shower, cold feet, after drop, bam. My blood from my extremities, super cold, reaching this super hot temperature, just shut down my body. I fell to the floor inside the sink, inside the tub, and just started crying. And then all of a sudden I became a little nauseous. And in that nausea, I, again, surrender, like I surrendered with the wave of peak flow when I was surfing. And when I surrendered, tears just started to come out. My body relaxed, just being present again with, with the moment of emotions. And as I started to take back my tears and calm my body, my feet started to feel fine. And there was my breakthrough mm. in the cold. Wow. Easily, I think, probably the hardest two hours of our five-day retreat from, mm -hmm. from start to finish. <laughs> yes. yes, but now I feel like I can do anything. So. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for, thanks for uh, making me relive that experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. Yeah, really powerfully said. Um, well, it seems like um, you, you, you've got a really powerful vision here. Uh, with this peak flow breathwork ecosystem, and um, I can't wait to see where you take it. Um, la last question for you. Um, here we are in the COVID times. Do you have, uh, as a as a breath practitioner, Lindsay? Do you do you have any strategic advice for Team Human here in the midst of the COVID times? Yes, two two main things come to mind. The first, always, always, always breathe through your nose. There's so many benefits, including bacteria filtering, um, breath optimization, oxygenating the blood. You're getting full, full oxygenation when you're inhaling through the nose. The mouth has absolutely nothing to do with the respiratory system. So simple things, just becoming conscious of your breathing when you're, even when you're walking, even when you're working out, the faster you move, the harder it gets, but it gets easier. Also, at night, you can simply tape your mouth. Um, you can just use regular medical tape. There's myo tape uh, on my website you can check out as well. But if you're just using regular medical tape, all you have to do is simply just tape it vertically on your mouth before you go to bed. And that will allow you to breathe through your nose while you're sleeping. So that's number one, nasal, nasal, nasal breathing only. Um, number two is just becoming aware of of your mind and becoming a witness to your mind. And if you find yourself in a space of fear, which unfortunately I think is pretty common with the COVID times, just simply pause and just take, we call it a box breath. An inhale, holding at the top, and exhale through the nose and holding it at the bottom. So it's just, we'll do one really quickly here. So inhaling through the nose for four, three, two, one, hold at the top, four, three, two, one, exhale slowly, four, three, two, one, suspend, hold the breath for four, three, two, one, and do that about three times at your own, your own leisure. But remember, anytime, anytime you get triggered, if someone cuts you off driving, and if your boss makes you mad, or if like someone's not wearing their mask and you think you should be wearing a mask, 
just use the breath to bring you back to center. It is the remote control to your nervous system. So, and I'm a firm believer what the thoughts you have in the mind manifests in the body. So choose a perspective that serves you. I'm going to call you. We're going to do that box breathing again sometime. That's great. <laughs> Anytime, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Lindsay Trubia, it's been such a pleasure. Um, so, your two websites, lindsaytrubia.com and peakflowathletics.com. Do I have those correct? Yes, you got it. Okay. Um, and we, we wish you all the best with uh, the Peak Flow Breathwork Ecosystem uh, vision. Um, what a, what a powerful vision for for Team Human at this particular civilizational moment. And um, I will add that once COVID starts to settle down, we're absolutely looking forward to hosting retreats around the world and doing Wim Hof workshops. So if you if that fancies you, you love traveling and giving back and breathing, uh, stay in tune. You can subscribe to the newsletter in our website and we'll be sending that information out after. So. Fantastic. Uh, Lindsay, thanks. Let me do a quick sign off. You've been tuned in to the Peak Flow TV show. Play with purpose, Team Human, and we'll see you outside.